Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Be Unbound podcast. My name is Jonathan Brush. I'm the president and CEO of Unbound. I get to be your host again today for this podcast. Uh, looking forward to introducing the second session in our From High School to Higher Purpose virtual event that we aired a few weeks ago. Uh, you can find all of the sessions at beunbound.us slash college dash choice. Uh, or you can look in the show notes and we'll have a link there for you. Um, so if you're interested in these topics and want to learn more about them, you can hear them here on the podcast over the next several weeks, or you can go and watch the videos on that site whenever you'd like. Uh, so this week, we're talking about preparing for life and college post-COVID. Uh, ben and I have an interesting conversation and some speculation about what that will look like. I'll just go ahead and warn you now that we're pretty careful. We don't have completely perfect uh, predictions, and we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, but we do take a look at it from the lens of our experience in both higher education and business. Uh, we make some, we have a discussion about what we think is likely to happen and what that would look like. And as we get into that, um, into that topic today, uh, as I went back and reviewed this content, as I was doing this introduction, uh, there are a few things that have happened since we've recorded this. And we didn't record this uh, segment that long ago. Uh, the The virtual piece that you're going to see here that we're going to air in a second. Um, but there are some developments that are worth noting. Uh, one thing that we didn't talk about in this segment at the time because we weren't entirely sure of it and we wanted to be kind of careful about what we knew and what we didn't. Uh, but one of the big impacts is going to be the uh, impact of the vaccine. And that is both positive in the terms that that allows things to open up and, and people are less scared, but it also in terms of the requirements for the vaccine. And so one thing that's becoming increasingly clear is that quite a few colleges and universities are going to mandate and require that students have the COVID vaccine before they arrive on campus. Um, in just the last few days, quite a few large uh, universities have announced this. Uh, most recently, uh, American University and Georgetown have uh, mentioned this and have said that this is going to be a requirement for everybody coming back to the college, part-time students, commuter students, residential, freshmen, masters, doctorate students, everybody. Um, I just did some quick research before this, before I recorded this, and uh, here's a list of some other schools that we know. Duke University, Brown, Northeastern University, University of Notre Dame, Syracuse, Ithaca, uh, Cornell, Nova Southeastern University, Roger Williams University in Rhode Island, Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado, and St. Edwards University in Austin, Texas, according to an article that was on CNBC uh, that I found that had kind of a partial list. I'm sure there'll be more. And you'll notice that this crosses a wide spectrum of geography, different regions of the country. And so one thing that we didn't discuss, but that is well worth noting is in terms of the impact on a post-COVID world, is that many students will be faced with the reality that in order to arrive on campus, to, to be there at all, they're going to have to show evidence of vaccination before they arrive. So that's something to think about. The other thing that we didn't talk about in this and that I've thought about a little bit before, and it's probably worth noting here, is that, you know, we already had a lot of divisions in the country. Uh, COVID sort of set those divisions up with a bit of a life and death uh, reality to them, uh, rightly or wrongly. I know that that depends on your position, but it interjected a higher level of stakes. And so one thing that Ben and I didn't discuss, but that's probably worth noting here, is that if you're going to college this year, you're likely to find a very charged atmosphere, uh, an atmosphere with some pretty bright lines drawn in terms of partisanship and particularly in terms of political ideologies. And there's not a lot of tolerance in either side of those lines. And so if you're a student considering going to college this fall or traditional university, you should really think about that. Um, and if you're a parent, you should really think about how to prepare your student for that 
pretty intense uh, division and then the kind of conflict that's going to come from that. And uh, that's something that Ben and I didn't discuss, but it's probably worth noting as, as in the time since we've recorded this, we've been continuing to look at developments and think about how that might look. So, so I hope you enjoy this segment. Uh, as we go into this segment, just a reminder that if you're looking for a different college experience, if you're looking for one uh, maybe that allows prepares your students uh, to have these kind of discussions and also creates a great atmosphere to do it in, uh, may I be so bold as to suggest Unbound's Ascend program. It is a totally unique uh preparation for life. It is a, an elite training program. It does involve college credits. It does involve an ability to eventually uh, work your way towards a degree. But I think more importantly, it's a projects-based education uh, system that actually equips students for real life. And if that sounds intriguing to you, and if you're looking for something different in these strange times, uh, certainly check that out. It's also a system that allows you to do college from anywhere and to participate in the program from anywhere. So vaccinations then remain optional. Uh, but please enjoy this From High School to Higher Purpose segment that we're airing today. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing, talking to you again on the next Be Unbound podcast. Uh, and remember, you can check out all of these by going to the show notes and clicking on the link uh, to see the rest of the videos in this series. Welcome, everybody, from to the From High School to Higher Purpose virtual conference. My name is Jonathan Brush. I'm the president and CEO of Unbound. I'm joined by Ben Billups, who is the chief marketing officer and an Unbound graduate. And uh, just the purpose of this conference is that Ben and I in particular and the rest of our staff looked around and we said, wow, there's a lot going on this year. There's a lot happening in higher education. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world at large. And um, what can we do to kind of help people navigate this a little bit? And we approach this with both some expertise and some humbleness. And what I mean by that is that we have a lot of experience. I've worked in higher education for over 20 years. Uh, ben has way more experience than you think by looking at him just in terms of his both his educational background and his intense experience in higher education and business in general. Um, uh, the rest of our staff, collectively, we just have a, a lot of perspective here, gained through a lot of years of working in sort of different uh, parts of the higher education industry and in different ways. And so we bring that expertise, but also some humbleness. Uh, we're not doing this conference because we think we know all the answers, uh, but we do think that we have a pretty good idea of how to teach people to ask some good questions and then be able to arrive at some answers that are really helpful. So welcome to this conference. Welcome to this segment. We're talking a little bit about what higher education looks like in a post-COVID world. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Ben to sort of get us started here. Yeah, I think one of the things that is clear is that as much as the situation is improving, there's still a lot of uncertainty about what's going to be happening um, with the college environment and what can we really be expecting in the next 12 to 18 months. And so I'm just kind of curious, especially, Jonathan, with your expertise with over two decades in higher education, um, just to hear some perspective on a couple of questions. And um, I'll toss in a couple of thoughts along the way as well. But I think the first one is, is pretty straightforward, which is just essentially, and this is a question that I would imagine a lot of parents are asking, but it's what should I expect my child will experience in college and early in their career as a result of the pandemic? Well, this is a big question. And I think it's one of those things that's really relevant. Everyone wants to know the answer to this. And I also think that there's a lot of temptation for a lot of people to want to, to tell people the answer to this. So I might make this a little disappointing for some people when I say, I, I don't know. And, and, and Frankly, my best piece of advice to you would be anybody that answers this with a lot of certainty probably doesn't know either, uh, and they're making it up. And so if nothing else, uh, a healthy degree of skepticism and a questioning mind can be your biggest asset in this. Uh, there's a couple of things to state here, and, and at the risk of stating the obvious, I still think these are good things to consider and think about. 
And that is just don't underestimate the disruption. And I don't even mean this in a, in a negative way. Some of this disruption is going to result in some positive things. Um, but one thing that's good to keep in mind, and despite what all of the experts continually sort of try to tell us like they know what's going on, this is unprecedented territory in the fact that people don't really know how to do this. We've never gone through this together as a society. We've never come out of it together as a society. And so the biggest thing that we can predict is that it's going to be uneven, uh, that each institution is going to deal with this a little bit differently um, and that there's going to be some unevenness in how that happens. And so you're going to have to ask questions depending on your specific circumstances and where you're going. I think the timing is going to be uneven. I think the results are going to be uneven. And I think the survival of institutions is going to be uneven. I think some are going to have really benefited from this in some interesting ways. Some have really been at risk from this. Uh, that is going to significantly alter things. One thing we know for sure is that admissions policies look very different. Uh, there's way less emphasis on standardized tests. Uh, GPAs are going to be incredibly inflated. Um, and so there's going to be really just a, a wild west out there when it comes to admissions policies. And a lot of financial aid is based on academic ability. And so just know that if you're looking at traditional schools, the financial aid system is going to be very, very different. And so it was already a pretty complicated system. It's going to be more complicated this year because everybody's going to be really scrambling to figure some things out. So, so when you're looking at institutions, you know, I think a big takeaway here is that there's going to be a lot of disruption. It's going to be uneven. So you're going to have to ask specific questions for the institutions you're dealing with. Admissions policies, everything you knew about them before is pretty much out the window. And so that's going to really change things. You have to ask the questions there. And financial aid policies, particularly based on academic ability, is going to be really kind of skewed this year. Um, that could be an advantage, uh, could be a disadvantage. Um, it's going to really depend on your situation and the institution. So some questions to be asked there. More broadly, something we've thought about a lot. It's been a really odd year for relations. And we were already living in a world with extreme social media saturation that was sort of altering the way young people related to one another and to other people. And that's been sort of pushed to extreme levels. And so just be aware there's going to be a lot of social upheaval on campuses. Not necessarily, I don't say that in a scary way, some might be bad, some might be good, but there's certainly a lack of face-to-face -face relational skills in this past year that's going to, that impact is going to be felt. But I think there's also going to be a real need and desire for people to be connected. And so that's going to drive a lot of energy. Some of that energy is going to be positive, some of that energy is going to be negative. And so it's worth kind of noticing, though, that that's going to be a big deal. There's going to be a lot of social energy, if you will, as people sort of reconnect on some grand levels and you know even just things like big sporting events and stuff there's going to be a lot of euphoria as those kind of come back online there's going to be a lot of fear as those come back online and i think that means that there's going to be once again some disruption so the risk of sounding repetitive uh be we aware there's still a lot of disruption to come ask good questions and you know on the broad scheme of things keep your eyes open for these big trends missions financial aid differences uneven progress and some big social shifts and differences across campus um and and the landscape. Um, but Ben, that was sort of the college side of things. Uh, you might be a, a pretty good person to give us some perspective here. What do you think it's going to look like in terms of early career stuff? How, what are some of your ideas and thoughts on those predictions? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it, it, it's one of those, this is one of those answers. It's going to sound like a really long version of it depends, but, and that's, that's practically what it is. But I think one of the, at least one of my observations is that especially at the, in the early days when they're saying, Hey, there's this virus, it seems to be coming to our nation. And, you know, it was kind of, it was very early in the process. Um, all these different states and local authorities had, a variety of different stances, right? And then as things got worse and worse, everyone kind of unified. They're like, okay, we're enforcing masks. Please stay inside. You know, and everybody was kind of saying the same things. I think as we exit, we're going to see 
the same disparity that we kind of saw at the beginning. It's going to be a shotgun approach. You know, I live in Texas and, and so things are, are a little bit more open here than they are in other states. And I think that, so it's, it really is going to depend on where do you live? Um, and even what city do you live in? And, and, you know, what kind, what college are you going to? Are they subject to the local authorities? Um, based on the, the, what the college believes about the virus medically, you know, are they going to enforce anything, you know, even just within or on their own campus, things like that. And so I think that's going to probably be the biggest factor. But even thinking about just things that have changed in society, kind of at the macro level, something as simple as, you know, that 40% of US dollars in supply right now were printed in the last 12 months. And so I think there's a couple of reasons why that hasn't been realized in consumer prices yet, but it's very likely that in the next 12 to 18 months, we'll see consumer prices increase by quite a bit. Um, and so, but you'll also see the value of assets increase by quite a bit. So it really depends on, you know, where you're sort of, uh, you know, where you're placing your income, what, what part of, what area do you live in? And then also just like, you know, the supply chain of a litany of different medical resources and retail resources and things like that. So I think, you know, early career. Um, you know, I, you could still expect remote work. I think most businesses are at least doing some type of hybrid, but, um, this is a great time to request remote work and to also look for jobs that are not in your local area. Um, this end is a phenomenal time to do that. Um, businesses are more open than ever to looking for candidates, you know, in any state and, um, and several businesses, including some of the bigger ones, um, are expecting to stay remote and really not use their offices very much, if at all, um, for the next several years. So I think, you know, that's probably the, the main thought is, is, it, as a as someone who's maybe exiting college or looking to work while you're in college um, is, you know, you can expand your horizons a little bit with the types of job opportunities you can look for and that you can take. So that's kind of my thoughts there. But I'm also wondering, just with most colleges and universities still imposing restrictions, and I would imagine there's going to be some type of restriction still this coming fall. A lot of people will be vaccinated. The situation should look different, but there's still going to be something. But I'm just curious to hear from you, Jonathan, on what parents should be considering as they consider the cost and the value of college. In other words, it's like, in 2021, if I'm starting in the fall, is it still worth it? Is this still a good time to take a gap year? Like what's the, what's the play? Yeah, I think there's some things to really think about there. And I think, again, it's a little bit mixed. There's some things that, you know, could be negative, could be positive. And I'll just say uh, from people that come from sort of the non-traditional higher education uh, part of the sector, uh, there's a lot of things here that I'm kind of excited about. Um, but you know, to use an example from last year, I, I knew somebody who went to school, a private selective liberal arts college, um, you know, pretty pricey, uh, showed up. And, and not until after he showed up did he realize that all classes were online. Uh, there was crazy restrictions to the dorm. You weren't allowed to go off the hall in your dorm. The dining hall was closed and you weren't allowed to be in other people's rooms. And you talk about, you consider a freshman experience. I think about, you know, when I went to school and I was a freshman and there was a bit of kind of change and adjustment and some homesickness and stuff like that. And yeah, he, he called his dad and said, I feel like I got transferred to solitary confinement um, because, you know, I don't know anybody. There's no way to meet anybody. No clubs are open, stuff like that. Now, I don't think that that kind of extreme change is going to be on campus this year. I mean, campuses have huge incentives to open up. 
But the point is that he didn't know about that until he actually arrived. And I don't think that's because colleges, maybe there's some instances colleges are deliberately misleading people. I think that's got a lot more to do with the fact that colleges don't know what to do. And so again, you're going to have this unevenness. You know, I think some schools are going to be like, everything's fine. And some schools are going to be like, well, we're still not running sports teams the same way. We're not opening the gym and we're not doing this. And, you know, this looks different. And so again, just be expecting that kind of disruption. And I think when you see that disruption, it causes people to sit back and go, what exactly am I getting? Um, and so I know this uh, student's father was kind of like, what exactly am I paying for if I just sent somebody to go live in somebody else's bedroom, you know, like the dorm room, uh, but I'm still paying full boat for online classes? You know, does that make sense? And, and, and the residential school I sent him for for academic strength is teaching online. And that's a big deal because for a long time, there's been some really good data that shows that online learning is pretty good. Uh, has some really good outcomes and is really effective. And, and obviously there's some places where online learning doesn't work. And, and so we're not saying this is universal, but uh, there's been some really good data out there, but people are pretty skeptical. That's shifted dramatically, right? Online learning has really come home and it's, it's uh, now considered to be kind of the standard it was for this past year. And there's good things and bad things about that. But what that does mean is that online learning is much more accepted across the education sector. It's much more accepted in the professional sector. And for consumers uh, and for students, that means your choices just got a lot wider. Uh, your flexibility just got a lot higher. And it should mean that your costs just got a lot lower. And so there's some really important things to look at there. And then, Ben, you mentioned things like a gap year and all those things. You know, I, school systems around here, they're required to give an A if somebody turns in their assignment before the end of the semester. Uh, that translation, there was great inflation before. That's just crazy great inflation, right? Um, standardized tests are pretty much obliterated at this point. And so you talk about, you kind of look at that and say, you know, some schools, some colleges have the same thing. From an employee, employer standpoint, you've got to look at that and say, I didn't know what a college degree meant before, and I really don't mean know what it means now. So here's a prediction that I make in ways that are sort of subtle and, and not immediately apparent to most people. The value of a college degree has continued to plummet and it's been falling for a long time. And I think it just went off a cliff this past year. And, and what I mean by that is that there are going to be some dinosaur companies, some Fortune 500s that are really sort of slow to move and creaky that are still going to be requiring the sort of old standards because they just can't move fast enough. But even those dinosaurs have had to obliterate their office spaces and shift to something else. They said they'd never do remote work and they're doing them. And so you might see some fast changes even there. But for everybody else, for smaller businesses, nimble businesses, uh, I think there's going to be major changes in expectations of a college education. I think there's going to be lots less employers caring about a degree who think that the value of the degree means as much. And uh, that means a lot more opportunity for students. So I think it's a great year. And there's, you know, if you're listening to this, you're kind of like, well, I guess you guys would say that you run some things like that. Well, that's true, but it also gives us a unique perspective. This is a great year to think about doing college differently, of taking your time and deciding before you commit to a school, maybe of waiting it out and seeing how this all sort of plays out in some ways, taking that gap year, getting some real work experience, finding out if you actually need the degree. We've said that for years. For 10 years, we've been telling students that. So we're still saying it. But more and more, the rest of society, the rest of the employment and education landscape are changing to make that easier and easier and to open up those opportunities. Now, that means you have to do a little more independent thinking. That means you have to work a little harder. That means that you've got some more options. So you have to sort through some more things. But more options are never bad. More options typically drive prices down. Um, and more options also mean that there's some unique opportunities out there. So if you're willing to think a little differently, um, I, there's some tremendous advantages from some of those changes. 
Absolutely. And I think to that, to your point, probably it's like, this is a better time than ever to really consider what exactly am I paying for when I'm looking to go to college, right? And so it's like, am I looking for specific academic training? Like, do I want to be a doctor? That's one thing. Am I looking, do I want a campus experience? Do I want to live in a dorm and play Frisbee and, you know, go to the cafeteria? Is that what I want? Um, Or am I really just looking for a job? In which case it's like, well, maybe you could look for a job right now and see if somebody will take you, see if they require a degree for that job, right? And so, you know, or in thinking through those options or thinking through like, well, okay, I do want to enter the workforce, but I do want some preparation. What actually would prepare me for the workforce? And do I need to, is college the best option for me to, uh, to find that training? So I think it, it, that's the, that's the big shift that, that I see. And, you know, it, it's a better time than ever in the sense that, um, colleges in a lot of ways are may still be unable to provide parts of the value that they've been able to provide in the past. Um, and so it, it changes the dynamic. Um, but just to wrap us up here, this has been a great conversation so far, but I think speaking a little bit more broadly about students preparing for life, going into college. Um, you mentioned the, the the dramatic increase in the use of social media, which is logical given the lack of personal relationships. But also a consequence of that is just that, you know, generally speaking, people don't trust authorities. Um, and there's just conspiracy theories everywhere you look on the web these days. And so I'm just kind of curious how how would you recommend a parent help their child navigate a world where they're increasingly exposed to information? It's like, if you think one thing, eight seconds later, you're going to see an Instagram post that says the opposite. And so it's like, how do you navigate that world? Yeah, this is something that we're pretty passionate about. I'm pretty passionate about, Ben, I know you and I spend a lot of time, uh, even non-professionally talking about this. And so we're going to kind of end that with this plea. Like this is a time with a lot of disruption, a lot of social disruption, a lot of education disruption, employment disruption, and so, you know, anytime there's disruption, there's some hard things to navigate and there's also some new opportunities. Uh, but with disruption comes misinformation. And, and there's a lot of people saying, oh, this is a new thing. It's not really. If you're a student of history, uh, you know, you can look at almost any time that there's this kind of social upheaval. Newspapers print crazy stuff. Um, I, I just read something recently by Winston Groom uh, about the, called The Aviators. It talked about Charles Lindbergh. I don't know if anybody knows that story. But if you think that there's kind of fake news now, uh, you should just check out some of the press that the Lindberghs had to endure. Um, and some of the absolute crazy, uh, f- you know, doctored photos, completely fabricated stories uh, that was pretty much just normal at that time, right? And I say that you know, to kind of almost as a reassuring thing, right? Like, yes, it's, it, this is new. Social media obviously changes that. So, so the, prolif- prolif- the speed of it, if nothing else, and, and the, the volume of it is different. But but this is not completely new territory. When there's, there's upheaval like this, a lot of this information spreads around. And so to, from my perspective, that means that it's even more essential that we teach students and give them some education, some really core things. And one of the things that we teach here a lot at Unbound and as part of our Navigate program is the core of what we do. And we just kind of hammer home with our students all the time is it shift out of an answers paradigm where you're looking for the one answer that answers everything. People that look for one answer that covers everything and stops are people that tend to buy into conspiracy theories and, and really get some misinformation problems. 
Instead, think of in questions paradigm in terms of, you know, education should first and foremost be about teaching people how to ask really great questions. And then when the answer comes to that question, use that answer as a starting point to ask the next great question and continue to push it. As you do that, you get closer and closer to the truth. Like you gain more and more of the truth. And we say around here that the more truth you have, the better decisions you make. The better decisions you make, the better action you take. The better action you take, the more you can help people. And, you know, as Christians, we believe in ultimate truth, but we also think that we're in a fallen world and we don't ever, we're not God. We don't ever get to fully understand that ultimate truth. Uh, but it's it's our job. It's our duty. It's our responsibility as, as Christians to continue to seek that and to gain as much understanding of that as possible. And so I think approaching things with that humble attitude, but also that kind of fierce curiosity and desire to ask better questions and to always, when we get that answer, don't stop there. Say, okay, now I've learned that much. How do I use it to go on? Now, that sounds a little disparate from like kind of we talked about with choosing colleges. I wanted to sort of make the link and be really, really strong here. You know, this disruption means different things for how you choose college, how you get admitted to colleges, how you make decisions about higher education, what your options are, what they're available. The best way to navigate it, and if you think that you have to know the answer to all that, you're going to get really stressed out really fast. Uh, so what we're trying to say here is that don't get stressed out. Instead, just realize that there's a lot of questions to be asked. So start asking those questions, start piling up those answers and using those answers to step into better questions. And as you do that, um, yeah, are you going to hit some misinformation? Sure. Are you going to go down some blind alleys? Of course. But it's a journey. And, and if you keep asking questions, you're going to sort of see the exposure of some of those things. You're going to see what actually makes sense, what's actually true. And ultimately, that leads you to better decisions. And, and, you know, we'll end with this note of optimism. There's never been more choice in higher education. There's never been more opportunities in so many ways. And so while, yes, we have challenges, every generation does, uh, there's also incredible opportunity out there. And if you remember to ask good questions, seek truth, make good decisions out of it, um, you'll find that there's some unique opportunities in these changing times. Absolutely. That's some great perspective. Um, and I think the perfect note to end this video on. So yeah, thank you guys for watching and uh, we'll catch you in the next video. Thanks for listening to this From High School to Higher Purpose segment that we did. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that more than, you know, we were pretty honest with the fact that we don't have solid answers and we're pretty skeptical of people who think that they do. Uh, so I hope that the, the biggest takeaway that you get is maybe a place to start asking questions and a place to start thinking um, when it comes to the post-COVID realities we'll be living in, particularly as it relates to higher education. We hope that's helpful for you. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, check out beunbound.us if you're interested in learning more about our Ascend program, uh, a different way to do college, a different way to prepare for life, a way that I think will end up giving you a better preparation and a better network uh, for success as you go forward. So come check us out at beunbound.us and we look forward to talking to you next week on the Be Unbound podcast.